Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to The Leo Effects. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. It kind of reaches back into, well, I can't say my childhood because it wasn't so that so long ago that I played this game, but we'll get there. Uh, please give a warm welcome to uh, Danielle McRae. How are you today, ma'am? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I get to speak with you. I'm super excited about it. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, not not only because of, you know, the the video game that we're going to talk about, not the whole show, but touch on, but also because you're a voice actor. And that's just amazing to me. Oh, so well, I yeah, it's been a journey. It's been an incredible journey so far. That's amazing. And I cannot wait to hear like your tale um, but the first thing that I want to ask you is, like, in your opinion, what do you think it was, like, your biggest thing? What do you think people most know you for? Um, Probably for, like, League of Legends and World of Warcraft. Those are the big standouts. Um, and uh, Skullgirls. And a few years ago, or actually a couple of years ago, uh, the Neptunia series was a part of that uh, for two different games. So, yeah, it just it just feels like it's just kind of... More and more roles kind of showing up, and it's it's an, it's incredible how like my career is just growing and growing instead of just kind of. Because I thought I would do this for a year or so, and then all of a sudden I would stop booking work or something would happen. But it's I'm happy that's still going. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool that it was able to grow for you like that. What what was it that made you decide to do this in the first place? Um. So. I, when I was younger, I used to really love cartoons, but when growing up, I loved video games a lot, and I still do, so um, I played a lot of video games growing up. I would do the whole, like, when, before voiceover was in video games, I would just kind of make my own voices up for characters in games. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would just give them all different voices. So there was one game that really made me be like, oh, wow, this is actually a thing. Um, It was Mogar Solid 1 for the PS1. That was the mm-hmm. first game I played that had voiceover in that. And so I love David Hayter and I love Jennifer Hale and their performances. Like I loved everyone's performances in that game, but that those two 
really stuck out to me. And I was like, I kind of want to see if there's a way that uh, it's a job or if it, I mean, at that point I knew it was a job. But when I was younger, I didn't know that voiceover was actually a career. I thought it was just you do it for fun and uh, it gets distributed on TV, the voiceover or on a video game. But I had no idea growing up that it's actually a career. So I kind of wanted to dabble into voiceover and I wanted to do a Mythbusters thing like is this really a career or not like (laughs) yeah and so when I was younger I thought if let's say we have a casting director for something they do everything they do the editing they do the producing they do everything but it's they'd go crazy if that was actually a thing so um, so it was like me interested in voiceover growing up and me trying to see like like a Mythbusters thing like is this really how this works so um Years later in college, I took acting classes and a friend of mine in my theater class said, well, if you really want to get into voiceover, it's good you're taking acting classes now because with acting, it will really help with your voice acting because your acting will come first and then the voice just pretty much just comes secondary. And there was a class here in LA. It was called uh, the Bang Zoom Workshops. Uh, Bang Zoom Studios has a whole bunch of workshops. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and so the teacher who was teaching that class, his name is Tony Oliver, and he's a really amazing director and actor himself, and I took a couple of classes with him, and he kind of pulled me aside and said, I think you're ready to join the industry. I can't really promise you any roles or anything, but I'd love to have you down for Bang Zoom's uh, talent pool so you can try, try out for stuff. And so about a few months later is when I booked League of Legends. And um, back then I had no idea what League of Legends even was. <laughs> so I went in for that and I'm like, that's just really cool. Like I was kind of geeking out because I was like, oh, this is really cool. We're in the studio, but this time we're doing it for real because the classes, you would do mock auditions. And so you'd go into an actual studio and you would audition as if you were like you're a working actor. Um, so I worked on that and then like a few months later was World of Warcraft and I'm like wait this is supposed to happen this quickly like this is weird <laughs> and then a few months later on Halloween I booked Skullgirls and I'm like wait this is not this isn't right like something is off somehow and I kept questioning like how long is this going to last like am I still going to keep going at this or are the people in the industry going to think I'm a fake so uh, it just kept going years and years later it's still going wow yeah it's kind of hard did <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's that's awesome like i can't even yeah and did that ever come up did people ever you know kind of look down on you for the the stroke of luck that you've had all these years no a lot of people um that i knew were just like wow you like because a lot of my friends would always like they knew that i wanted to be a voice actor and stuff but Whenever I got stuff like League of Legends or World of Warcraft, especially World of Warcraft, they're like, wow, you're in the big leagues and you're just starting out and this is a great start for you. Um, a lot of people were just like either in like they weren't they didn't believe it. It was like it, this is happening really fast. And I'm like, exactly. I feel the same way. And other people were just like genuinely happy for me. And I was like, well, thank you. And uh, just it's amazing how. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm just thinking about it. Like I just had a moment where I stopped and just thought about starting up like with the voice acting <laughs> and just to now it's 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 incredible yeah it, it really is it sounds like it's been a whirlwind of a journey and yeah. did, did like people kind of did they support you in this or did they say well that's that's cool that you're doing it but you should probably have a real job oh my parents at like first did not think that was a real job until i started uh 
booking more work and they would ask me, are they paying you for it? I'm like, yes, they are. And um, I think it was back to World of Warcraft. I think that changed everything. Uh, my parents were like, okay, this is a job. Like we, we're sorry. Uh, we're sorry that we doubted that that was a career. You keep doing that. If you're enjoying it, keep doing it. So they, they came around and they were saying, okay, well, this is definitely a career. We see that now. This is definitely evidence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good. That's a good thing. And kind of talking on the World of Warcraft topic, we were talking before we started recording here. You said you had an interesting story about how that all came to be. Uh, would you like yeah, to share that? Of course. So um, to start off, I auditioned for World of Warcraft five times. Oh, wow. And, uh, the first three times were actually on Craigslist. There were classifieds on there. And I guess the people of Blizzard, they wouldn't really say we're working on this big game, but they'd kind of give away some artwork of what the, the characters that they were looking for to cast. Oh, okay. um, some of them looked very World of Warcraft-esque. Uh, mm -hmm. So I auditioned through there and I didn't get parts at all those first three times. The fourth time was through a contest. I think Blizzard at one point had a contest where like, we want to try to get someone to voice an orc for us. And it was on our site at one point and I auditioned for that and I didn't get picked for that. And then this, the fifth time, which is the one that got me the job was uh, a studio out here in LA. Um, I put my demo out there and it was pretty, a kind of bad demo at first. <laughs> um, it was pretty weird. So they were like, let's, they wanted to keep me on file in case anything popped up, any auditions or opportunities popped up. And so they asked me, do you want to try out for this? And they were saying, it, well, they didn't say it was a World of Warcraft game. I think it was like Project Fluffy Thunder or something. So oh, all for, right. After, yeah, so that was their code name for it. And I didn't realize that doing this uh, in voiceover, the bigger the, the bigger the game is, that there's a code name involved. And I didn't realize that that's a code name for World of Warcraft. And so they had me audition for an orc and they were telling me that, uh, warning, this is very stressful activity. If, you're, if you want to try for this, if you book it, there's going to be a lot of yelling involved. And I just like, oh, I'm okay with this, it's fine. And so my sister at the time, she was playing a lot of World of Warcraft. I told her about it. And she kind of coached me into like the whole work mentality how they thought how they spoke um, and we were kind of studying the audition for like two days and so after two days I was like I think I got the character down so I auditioned and then about two months later is when I heard back and they said we want to cast you a Sagara for a World of Warcraft Cataclysm, World of Warcraft Cataclysm. and I was like whoa that's crazy I after <laughs> the fifth time that's when I came in what's funny is um when I came in to record, I thought it was a small role, but they're like, I thought that was an NPC for some weird reason. And they're like, you're a raid boss. So have fun. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like yelling like all those times? It was fun and it was also pretty challenging. Um, but uh, I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing that. Um, I had a lot of fun playing, even though this was my voice. My voice was like getting hoarse and I was losing it. But at the same time, I was having so much fun just bringing this character to life. And I didn't really care what happened to my throat at that moment. I just had a lot of fun uh, recording for her. That's cool. Was <laughs> it so you've done video games and you've done, you know, cartoons and things like that. So 
which do you have a preference or do you like them both equally or i love them both i love my video games so um i love doing the video games a little bit more but okay. I, yeah but i don't it doesn't mean that i dislike animation or anime i love that as well but i think my heart is so deep into video games that that's always going to be my go-to no yeah no i totally understand that yeah is it kind of weird when you play a video game or you're watching a cartoon and one of your characters comes on you're like oh that's me yeah it still is it's still i've been doing this for like almost eight-ish years and it's still weird but a part of me is like i kind of want it to stay weird because if it doesn't it's like i feel like i'm not enjoying my it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because um at first I was like, if I hear myself in a game, it's going to feel like work. I'm going to be like, oh, I messed up here. And and instead of trusting my director, I would just kind of judge my performance. But now I hear myself, I'm like, oh, wow, that's weird. That's me. But then I'm like, I'll embrace how weird I feel about it because if I feel weird, which doesn't make any sense, but this is how I work uh, this whole situation. <laughs> I feel like the person that I voiced in a game or a show I'm like, oh, it's weird. It's almost like it, it inspires me to want to continue doing voiceover in a weird way. Like, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird concept. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's, a, you know, <laughs> if we're being honest here, it's a weird career. <laughs> it is. It's you know? really weird, and it's, but it's fun at the same time. It's fun and weird. Right. Because, I mean, you're being an actor without, like, the actual screen time. People... People don't see your face; they just they hear the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's a weird kind of thing. I I can I can get it. I can get it. Yeah. Do you have you ever done any uh, recordings that were uh, improv rather than scripted? Um, I haven't done like full on improv uh, recordings uh, for characters. Okay. There would be the occasional a, a couple of times so far. I'd be in a booth and there'd be a script or a couple of my lines or so from my characters, but there'll be times where a director will be like, throw in something that you think the character's going to say. And that's when I'm like, oh, thank you. Because that's like, once you figure out who the character is by reading who they are and just kind of getting to know them by recording. Because when we go in to record these characters, we go in like that minute mm-hmm. and we get our script, we have no time to prepare. And they're like, okay, go on in. And so you're just getting to know them while you're working on them. And uh, let's say you really connect with a certain character you're voicing. And let's say a director really tells you, hey, you, you want to make up something for this? We don't really have a line that'll fit like of a Japanese game. Okay. Sometimes a lot of times it's tech- technicality for Japanese games. So we'll have to follow like the video, we'll have to dub to it. Sometimes there'll be a line that just will not fit a character's mouth. And so sometimes the director will have to fit something in or very rarely they'll ask us, hey, uh, do you have a, a line or something you can think of that may fit the lip flaps for this uh, particular amount of time for this character? Yeah. And I like that. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they need to hire the, the bad lip reading people from YouTube. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, do you have a particular voicing style that you like to do? Um, so what I do is before I go in for, let's say, a job or an audition, I'll do a weird thing where I'll sing to myself. I'll sing in scales and then I'll sing full songs in character voices. Okay. Um, and that's kind of my way to warm up before I kind of get into the booth to record for a character or start up an audition, just so my voice is warmed up. 
but that's kind of how I start up. Uh, I got you. My ritual. Yeah. That's your ritual. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and and so you've all right. You've done that, and you get into the booth. Like what? What's a typical recording session like? Um. So sometimes we can have. Well, I'll go by. I'll go over the basics. So you pretty much you walk in to the studio. You sign in. Uh, you do a little check in sheet, and you sign in your name and when you checked in and when you check out of the studio. Um, then the assistant will from the studio will walk you to your booth and you'll meet the director and engineer and you'll get to meet them. And then that engineer will walk you into your actual recording booth and set you up. So readjust your microphone and make sure everything sounds great. And uh, then they'll start recording you and then they direct you like right after. So it's a really quick process. You kind of just go in and as soon as you get into the studio, they put you in that booth and you start working and you just kind of come out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that sounds fairly easy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as that part's concerned. Yeah. So, that's cool. That's really cool. Do you you voice the video games and you 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 know voice the animes and everything? Do you have time to watch them or like what do you do for hobbies? My hobby is actually I play a lot of video games. Ah, well, um, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, like if I'm not working, I'll play video games. Um, I will play some of the games that I'm in, but a lot of times I'll play games that I'm not in <laughs> just because it will get a little too, like, surreal when I hear my voice in a game. It's like, okay, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. And either if it's like a game like League of Legends, I'll try to play someone that doesn't have my voice just so I won't feel like, oh, that's so weird that I did that. And then, then I'll think, oh, no, I didn't do that, but then you did do it. It's, it's a weird kind of kind of thing. Like, it's a psych yourself out kind of thing when I play games with myself in it. Yeah. But there's a couple of games coming out this year that I'm going to have that moment about. Like, they're really big games. And I'm like, I'm going to be feeling, I'm going to feel a certain way towards that. But I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask um, if there was anything kind of in the works or that you could tell us about. I know there's some stuff, you know, NDAs and whatnot. You can't talk about it. But, you know, if you had anything that you were. Uh, that you could talk about? Um, as of right now, I, well, I did a show recently, recorded a show. It's on an app called Crunchyroll. It's called Ascendance of a Bookworm. And it's like a cute little slice of life anime. And I play a boy named Ralph on there. And it's it's a really cute show. Um, other than everything else, it's kind of tight-lipped. Okay. <laughs> so that's a fair. Lot later on. Hey, that's all right. That's totally fair. I understand that. And, you know, kind of, shifting gears a little bit here uh because of all the things that you've been part of uh have you ever done any conventions i have yeah i've done quite a few conventions and i love going to cons just because before i did voiceover um i actually went to conventions and i used to cosplay a lot and go to all the voiceover uh panels and ask i'd be that one person w walking up to the microphone and asking the voice actors how do you how did you how did you get into voice acting and I'd want to hear their stories mm -hmm. and so looking from like like an act perspective and when I hear someone ask me how did you get into voice acting I kind of think of when I was younger and I'd ask like someone like Mary Elizabeth McGlynn or Steve Bloom how did you get into voice acting it's almost like I'm looking at a younger version of myself asking that to a group of voice actors and it's it's a lot of fun it's it's crazy to think that, you know, I started out, I first went to Anime Expo, 
And then I cosplayed there and then it went from cosplaying and hanging out with the voice actors to becoming a voice actor and seeing what's going on the other side of the cons and like the industry and all of that. So it's, it's awesome. And meeting all the fans, stuff, it's cool. Yeah. Have you had a fan come up cosplaying as one of your characters before wanting your, your signature? I have. It's, it's awesome. And it's crazy at the same time. Cause it's something that like I would have never thought of would happen, but it's awesome. And it's cool <laughs> to hear their stories too, as to like some, some people would like tell me that, a character I would voice got them out of a deep depression. And, you know, it's it's really sweet to hear people, like, tell things, like, to me, like, how the, how a game or how a character made, made them feel and made them overcome something. And it's, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could get behind that. That's it, got to be very rewarding. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So what... Uh... If somebody were to step up to a microphone at a panel that you were doing and say, you know, what advice do you have for someone just starting into this? I would recommend definitely take classes. Um, if you don't really feel comfortable doing theater, because I know how intimidating how intimidating that can be, um, I would suggest looking at like classes within your area. Um, there used to be a site called VoiceBank.net. I'm not sure if it's still up or if it's down. But I'm sure there are directories out there where there will there's I'm sure there's workshops for VO specifically that you could look into. And if there's a person who is the director, a director who's a casting director, that's that better's your chances of possibly making it into the industry if they like what they hear from you. But yeah, definitely voice acting uh, workshops and classes. Cool. All right. And what who would you say or what? I guess it could be. It could be who or what. What was your largest inspiration, like, kind of digging into all this? Um, well, for voice acting in general or for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, voice acting in general. It's... So, I have two. Um, one was... I was inspired by Robin, by Robin Williams. Like, heavily inspired by him. Yeah. And Jennifer Hale. Like, they both inspired me to want to do this. And I met Jennifer Hale few years ago and I actually thanked her myself we had went to the same con and I went to the same panel and I would I thanked her personally thank you for inspiring me to even want to create a career out of something that I never thought would ever happen that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) what would you say is like the hardest part for you when you're voicing a character um I think the hardest uh for me it, it depends there's certain, like when we talk auditions, it's the only hard thing for me is I have a habit of hoping I get a part when I shouldn't be thinking about it. I should just audition for a part and just kind of email it off to a studio and just let it go and don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll always think it was that one character that I'm, I really, really like and I want a book. I'll always hope, I hope I get, I always say I hope I get it, but like it doesn't usually work that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm still learning to let go and just let the universe kind of take it and see what happens. Um, okay. As far as character, if I go into the booth and I'm booked for them, um, I think for me, I I have so much fun in the booth that I forget like the concept of time altogether. And when, let's say, we have a session for 30 minutes or like four hours, it to me, in my mind, it feels like we've been recording for 15 minutes. So like, I'll always feel like every session is short because I'm so into a character that I forget the concept of time. So it's, yeah. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And if there was a one particular show or cartoon or video game or anything like that that you that you know there was no questions asked, you could have the part. What would it be? Um, anything Final Fantasy related. I love that series so much. Really? Um, yeah. So like anything FF seven related or FF nine particularly, um, that would be oh. Yeah. FF seven was a good one. I think everybody can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the remake. It there's some artwork that came out today on Twitter and I'm like, I'm really looking forward to this game. Yeah, it, I mean it looks gorgeous and it would have been great to hear you voice one of the characters. Yeah. So you kind of touched on it earlier with the the whole Craigslist thing, but how do you typically find a role? Um, so um before I had my agent, I used to go and email, do like cold, cold email submissions to different studios and different oh. casting directors. And I would pretty much attach my demo reel and my resume of some of the work I've done and let the casting director know like, hey, I'm interested in possibly auditioning or possibly being a part of your voice acting roster for any possible auditions. So I still kind of do that even when I, ha- even if I, ha- though I have an agent um, and a lot of directors will be like, okay, we'll have you on the list. Um, so yeah, I just do a whole bunch of cold submissions. It's a, every day is a hustle. So it's <laughs> <laughs> every day is a hustle, but at the end of the day, if you book that job, it's so rewarding. That hustle just becomes so rewarding. Right. Right. It's all worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's cool. Um, so I guess my, kind of final question here for you is uh would you like to tell the listeners you know what social medias you're on and and you know where to go and find like to follow along with the stuff you do of course so my twitter is at uh danielle mccray mcbo and i'm starting to get back into streaming some more i haven't streamed in like a few weeks um my twitch channel is at danielle mccray one yeah okay all right. Yeah, I've I've just recently learned about streaming. Um, I mean, I've, I've kind of heard about it, but I never really quite knew what it was until recently. And I started watching streamers. So I'm definitely going to have to go and check out your channel and follow along. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely want to stream. Uh, I'm streaming a lot in April uh, with Final Fantasy VII. And then with 14 coming out, there's a big patch for that coming out later on like i think next week i'll be streaming that as well so yeah oh cool now when you just i guess i have one more question because i didn't know streaming was like something i had a question about (laughs) (laughs) but uh when you stream do you kind of like do a a commentary or you just do you just speak to the people in the channel or do you just kind of say all right let's play this game and you just play it I do a bit of all of those things. So okay. um, <laughs> I'll play the game and then I'll have commentary in between while I'm playing the game. And then my chat gets really um, interactive. And so I engage with the chat and we have story times all the time when I stream. Like I'll have story times of like uh, if I do something weird with a kid or my first voiceover audition. Or, and we just kind of talk and mingle. And I've met a lot of great friends. From, from streaming so it's it's been it's been an amazing adventure that's that really cool i didn't realize it was such an integrated community like that yeah because before i started streaming i was afraid that i would get that one person that would say oh you suck you shouldn't be playing the game but 
it's the total opposite. Everyone's so supportive um, and everyone's so supportive and loving. And we will get occasionally sometimes that one person that will be negative. And I try so hard to promote positivity in the stream. Uh-huh. And I always think of it as someone may have had a bad day at work or maybe something happened at home that just, you know, wasn't, you know, didn't make their day good. So whenever I stream, I always want to promote a positive atmosphere, especially for people who may have had a bad day. And we kind of bond and just talk about stuff. And everyone has a great time. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, you got to watch <laughs> out for those internet trolls. They pop up every now and again. <laughs> yes, they do occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, Danielle, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I've actually had so much fun talking to you. You're full of info. And you're just like a lively and personable person. You've been great. Well, thank you so much. It was so much fun talking to you. And it was great being here. And yeah, video games. Another <laughs> <laughs> thing about me, I'm very random. Hey. I try to keep it cool, but it's like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right to chase squirrels every now and again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so thank you. And thank you to all the listeners that are checking this out. And don't forget to go and like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Click the bells, you know, all that good stuff. Follow along. The, the The guests on this show are absolutely amazing, and you should keep up with what they're doing. And, you know, we're I wouldn't be anywhere without you. I wouldn't be making this show if it wasn't for the listeners. So thank you all very oh. much, and we will see you all next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.